喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵Monstaz Corporation. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. This is all over the place. Wow, wow. avant garde. Oh. That's great. Talented listeners. You guys are the best. Damn, you guys are good. So many golden tracks. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So silly, I love it. Right. I love this. Oh shit! Sorry, I got something. What's wrong? Um, I tried to go to to another thing that a guy sent us, but then he sent us a link to one of his videos. Oh, and the video didn't play correctly. Oh, okay. Um, thank you for your jeans song, Mon Staz Corporation. Really neat. Thank you. I like that you call it a corporation. <laughs> you never um, know. They could be INC'd up. Uh, yeah, it could be. Um, so this guy, let's see, this is an jeans. old one here. I like how he whispers, jeans. I like it too. It reminds me of... <laughs> Which oh. I'll be at... November 12th through the 16th. Hey, everybody, come into the stage. Come to the stage now. You've seen the book. Comedy Central is here now (laughs) at Rumors Comedy Club. You heard it was funny. (laughs) Uh, Jeans, just so you know, guys, too, very exciting. I like this jam. Me, too. It reminds me of James Bond. It's from Gonzalo Rivera. Okay, Gonzalo. Gene, seriously though, real talk. Yeah. Uh, we're doing our podcast live at the Ice House in Pasadena, November twenty second. Get your tickets now because it looks like a lot of peeps are going to this, and it's going to be off the chain. And also, what we're going to do, which is really exciting, it's the first time we've ever done this. If you live somewhere far, far away, I know we get a lot of tweets like, "I wish I lived in LA, I could see that show." Guess what, suckers? Yep. Now you can. That show is going to be available live streaming through the company Laughster, which is L-A-F-F-S-T-E-R dot com. What you should do is go set up your account now. Yeah, go there, set up the account. I know I spoke with Red Band. He was like, you have to put your credit card in. We're working on getting it so that you can PayPal it so that you don't have to put in any information of that nature. Yeah, and Laughster provides this service... Um, and there's no way that they can do it without 
eventually charging something. Yeah. So the way that they're going to do it, if you're interested, if you want to watch from anywhere in the world, if you set up your Laughter account, we will um, have them charge a very small fee. But this will, they'll have like high tech, you know, HD cameras, great audio. And it's essentially like you're watching the live show on your, you know, television. It's like on your computer at yeah. home. If you're in New Zealand listening to us, Sri Lanka, Sweden, China, not so much China, other countries, mm-hmm. the Ukraine, the Ukraine, the UK, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, <laughs> Senegal, <laughs> Hungary, Jamaica, Ireland, Scotland. other countries. You can stream, watch Canada. it live as it's happening. Just go to Laughster right now. Yeah, it's on there. Our show is on there. So find your mom's house. Go ahead and register. Get all signed up so that the night of the show you can watch it live could with be, us. Could be cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a neat way, a neat way for people who probably might never get to see us. Like, yeah. if you are in the UK, God knows we send t-shirts to you guys, so I know you're listening. Yeah, or Mom Australia. Or Mom's... God, tons in Mom Australia. Yeah. Canada. Guys, here's your chance to see it live and streaming and really good quality like Tom said. I'm really excited. I hope it works. Yeah, uh, out for us. I would love to do it, and we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, so that's November twenty second. We're doing that at the Ice House in Pasadena, and then December fifth, we'll be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California. Um, we're doing the podcast live there as well. Um, you though, this right now when this is out, you're already I, in. Yeah. I'm in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida at the Comedy Zone, November 7th uh, through 9th. Mm -hmm. And then, hold on, let me get my my schedule. I'm sorry I'm not prepared today. Okay, then November 14th through 17th, the Hartford Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. And then... Hartford. uh, (laughs) November 23rd, a one-nighter in Vegas at the Aliente Casino. And then December 19th through 22nd, in Atlanta, the punchline. And then, if you haven't made New Year's Eve plans and you're in the d- vicinity of Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, come see Tom and I do our New Year's Eve show together. We're co headlining. We're not doing the podcast. It is stand up co headlining, which we never, ever, we very rarely do at the D.C. Improv. We're there all week, uh, 27th of December through 31st. And it's going to be great. Yeah, come it's spend be your awesome. New Year's Eve with your jeans. It'll be great. It'll be great. And you, Tom Sikoro, where are you going to be? Um, well, if you're hearing this and you're in the greater Minneapolis area, I hope you're coming to see me tape my hour special. Oh. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, November 9th, at the Good Ale Theater, uh, which is part of the Cowles Center in uh, downtown Minneapolis. I'm very excited. If you're a listener of the show and you're coming to that, just be awesome. Have great energy. I'm so excited. I feed off of your energy so just give me you know good positive vibes yes have fun we'll have a good energy time. yeah exactly be a brody stevens in the audience um, yes what else Tom Wait, where do you mentioned our other things and um yeah that's it man that's it <laughs> you're like that's it that's all the show we got i mean we did it we just covered everything we so did it. we do it are you ready to start the show hell yeah boy yeah boy don't you look at me like that what, what the fuck girl? what the fuck goddamn do you think i've been trying to take care of that goddamn cat for two weeks because your fucking ass doesn't do it
Because my fucking ass. No, you don't. Move. Okay. God damn it! <laughs> Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. recorded you talking to our neighbor like that <laughs> you know what i was gonna say actually is that that could be my mom that is Jeez. exactly how my mom would get with neighbors and people and strangers handle hence, a situation like that henceforth really? we don't have a relationship yeah, yeah. jesus <laughs> um but don't you feel like you get like we had a neighbor i want to say when or where but anyway there are people that don't really take care of their cats when they leave town yeah yeah, I know. When you're like, hey, that thing needs to eat to live <laughs> and drink also to live. You got to put things out there for it. Yeah. Nah. But I understand her frustration. She's probably like, you fucking don't take care of your cat. The problem is this woman, if you pay attention to the details, yeah. obviously she's an animal lover, but she's also mentally ill. Hmm. And she is accusing this man of not feeding his cat. But as the guy points out, she doesn't. She's not aware of when or where he <laughs> feeds her. He's like, "You, I used to feed her where you think I feed her. I don't feed the cat there now. Oh. I have a new feeding area." And she's like, "I need to go see it." He's like, "No, this is my property." <laughs> so crazy. It's so fun. She's the cat, uh, the cat manager of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how those cat managers go, right? <laughs> Mm. I'm not talking to you. Why did you abandon this kid? And what do you do? You want it to have a home? You want me to find it a home? Because you're not taking care of it. Don't you look at me like I that. What, what the fuck, Gail? What the fuck? <laughs> I've been trying so to good. take care of that goddamn cat for two weeks because your fucking ass doesn't do it. She's old too. Yeah, yeah. She's old as fuck. Gail, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's so great to see old people get really agitated. It's my curse. favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it's so great. Oh, I, I have it in my act now. I love it when old people curse. It's, it's, the, so it's great. the purest form of awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. It really they have is. they're so entitled. They can say what the fuck they want. I saw you know, the only time that's funny to see couples be mean and just abusive to each other is when they're elderly. Yeah. I was going through security. At the airport, and I was thinking, like any other age, this would be like uh, sad, right. you know. Or you would be offended, or right. you'd just be like, "Please make this stop." And this old couple was like, "You fucking bunch of shit around me!" <laughs> and we were all the TSA people. We were all like smiling ear to ear, watching this two old as dirt uh, couples go through there and hate each other. Of course, and you know they'd been together sixty years, and they were like, "I fucking hate you." It was <laughs> phenomenal. But that's why they can say that is because they've spent a lifetime yeah. knowing each other's annoyances. Oh, yeah. He hated her oh, and yeah. she hated him so much. No, you don't. Okay. 
God damn it! I'm sorry. What I is the you. matter with you? What's the matter with you? You're I'll on my property you. bitching I'll at me over what. things that are not of your I'll concern. I'll tell you what. I'll you know tell what? you what is going to be of your concern. I told you, sure. I, I get offense because when she comes by your house, she obviously comes by your house and pisses you off, and I asked if that was the issue. And it is the issue because you say that to me. You're a goddamn kid. It's you. You're the one that said people should be responsible. And we are. Yeah, you are for your dogs, but you're not for your cat. Oh, my. How long have I been feeding your cat? And did I ask you to do that? God damn, somebody had to. It's not your fucking place to ask to come into my backyard and see where I feed her back there. She no longer goes there because she f- prefers yours. So should I switch to which brand you do because okay, you I'll fucking impose you on me, show bitch? Me, show me where you feed her. That's what I just said. It's show me where you feed her. Show you get the fuck off my property. You Move something. your car. Let me tell you something. You're telling the goddamn lies what you're doing. I'm a telling the goddamn lies. Goddamn lie is what you're doing. You're full of them. <laughs> yep. Do you think? Yep. Do you think there's any merit to her argument? Do you think that he's abandoning his cat at all? I don't know, dude. You know, she's saying you take care of your dogs. She said that you're good right. to your dogs, but not your cat. <laughs> I think what it is is a cat meanders into her yard, yeah. sounds like. And, and she, she feeds them all the time. And she does. And she's maybe thinking, I'm feed, like, I think what she's thinking is she's like, this cat is not being fed, so he's coming <laughs> over here to eat. And he's saying, right. because you fucking feed him all That's the time. That's why the cat comes around. Exactly. We had a cat like that in the, in the old house, Stella. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. Stella came Stella over. Stella would come inside. Yeah, Stella would come in, and I knew she wasn't a stray. She just belonged to somebody else in the neighborhood. Yeah. And a, a wise person, Sarah Burns, was like, did you feed Stella? And I go, no. She goes, well, once you feed a cat, they're yours. She goes, do not feed that cat unless you want that cat in your house every day. And I was like, oh, good to know, because I was like, for sure about to do that. Yep. So this dumb What broad, would you have fed her the first time? We don't have cat food. No, we don't. I would have fed her, um, you know, cereal. I was going to give her barbecue. Barbecue? Yeah, like... Um some ribs and Wait some pulled pork sandwiches. With dry rub or with liquid no, sauce? No, for a cat, I would give it a lot of sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that cat likes a dry rub? I think cats like to lick a lot of sauce. <laughs> I would find the hottest, spiciest sauce. Because I know cats like that. Cats do not like hot, spicy. I think barbecue. they like sriracha and they like, they like Vietnamese hot sauce. That is so silly. Isn't that right. the thing about... If you ever get a cat, you got to give it hot sauce. Isn't that an old expression? <laughs> Can I tell a story about your cousin, which oh cousin shall remain nameless, but right. he had a, a kitten, a brand new, beautiful, hypoallergenic cat. Well, this is a cat I can have and I can <laughs> pet and not sneeze and get watery eyes. <sighs> and I'm over there meeting the kitten. <sighs> so cute. <sighs> And we were eating uh, Chinese food, and my he I had put chili sauce, hot sauce, because I like my food spicy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Okay, you gotta uh, make make sure you wash your hands after you eat because I don't want uh, the spices on your fingers to to get in the kitten's eyes or face mm-hmm. and burn her." I'm like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And if you clean your bowl that you're done eating with a. Uh, Make sure you use this sponge and not this sponge. <laughs> this sponge I use only for the cat's bowl. When you <laughs> when you wipe the counter, make sure you use uh, uh, this towel. Don't use another don't towel. Use other towel. If you use a moist towel, it could affect the wood. Uh, I want you to wipe this table uh, down with a specific type of rag. Um, you the, the the wood is is still 
going through a sealing process right now. The kind of rag, it's 100% cotton, um, hand-stitched. A, a paper rag or a paper towel, you could, some of the paper could get into the sealant and uh, ruin the wood table. And I've, I've left several uh, instructional videos uh, uploaded to YouTube. Um, Did you wash your hands or... Mm-hmm. How much cable did you watch? Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't. I didn't watch. No, I thought cable. you were a nice guy. I, really I thought you weren't crazy. Do you have dementia or some shit? No, you're the one. That I, I seriously. No. Do I, who, who do I need to call? <laughs> don't you fool with me. Don't you fool with me. Don't, don't you fool with me. I've tried to be nice to you. I've tried my goddamn. Coming on my property, feeding my animals. You goddamn right, because you're not. Okay. Guys, you're not. Okay, because I can't afford cat food or dog food. Oh, Gail. He's um, he's not the nicest guy oh, either. Gail. Well, she's a crazy old bat. I know. I wouldn't talk to the crazy old bat like that, I don't think. Well, let me tell you, that's what you think when, and you, then, when you deal with crazy. And yeah. then what happens is crazy pushes your buttons so hard that sometimes you got to fight back. You can't just let crazy assault on you. No, I, I agree. I agree. But you can't, I don't know. One neighbor, an old, old, old lady neighbor, who knows, yeah. dude. There's a first time for everything. I used to fucking yell at my mom, dude, like when I was a teenager and we lived together. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think any, anyone can piss me off as hard as my mom. Mm-hmm. You know how that, like, they created your wiring, they created yeah. your fucking holes in your psyche. And then when they activate them, oh my god! I mean, I could have fucking murdered her seriously. Yeah, I bet. I, I understand that. I understand. Crazy. What she was crazy doing? as shit. Yeah, she was crazy as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to have a neighbor like that. Yeah, and coming onto your property, I guess that would start to bother me too. Did you she feed your Theo today? I'd be like, yeah, I fed him. What the fuck? Yeah, don't fucking worry about my dog, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Yeah, don't fucking worry about it. My mom. This is a terrible story. We used to have a cat that would pee on our rug. Did I tell you the story? We mm-hmm. we lived in an apartment complex, the one I grew up in. The same one Brody Stevens grew up in, actually. So we lived on the second floor, and there was some neighbor cat that would come around and piss on our uh, doormat, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mother, I don't know how my mom figured out that the cat was peeing on it, I guess, because she smelled the urine. Like, how the fuck? Anyway, so my mother would wait for the cat to come up and start peeing, Open the door, and then she kicked the cat down the stairs. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it was it was constantly peeing. Yes, on, on our her... doormat. So she kicked it down the stairs. Did it pee again there? Nope, didn't come back. Probably didn't live to tell the story. I mean, really? Uh no, I think it lived, but I, I mean, that was really bad. That was so crazy, huh? Yeah, it's really bad. It's sad. It just makes you sad. Of course, you're not supposed to kick cats. No, I kicked a cat really hard one time. What? Yeah, at a party. Oh no! Yeah, when I was a, um, a junior in high school, and uh, we were all drunk, and I was just a fucking idiot, and I feel really mm. badly about it still. When you were a high school kid, I know, but I think back about it like, what a fucking dumb adolescent, like just stupid thing to do, dude. I didn't yeah. like kick it in the face or anything, you know. I kicked, yeah. like, you know, but I just gave it a kick. I know. But you know what? Teenage boys do a lot of dumb stuff. Though. We do. That's what you're supposed to do. It's not you're not supposed to get cats, but you do dumb shit. I know. I also drove off um, off the side of the road and woke up like I was drunk. Like mm-hmm. I did that a few times in mm-hmm. high school. That was good too. That's fun. One time I was coming back from Miami 
And like I was like, like kind of sliding over into the median, mm-hmm. just drunk driving <laughs> ninety miles an hour on I ninety five. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Good yeah, news is, but those things like doing dumb shit like that, it stays in. Like if you have a conscience, like it. it I know. It's it plays in my head all the time. I feel guilty I about it all the time. I used to shoot my dad's BB gun at birds in the neighborhood, yep. and I always feel bad about that. You know what I I did that I felt I used to shoot lizards with a BB gun in Florida, mm. and I never really felt bad about that. I think just because they were like so small, and it was like I didn't really see. You don't see much. But one time, I shot a squirrel as it was jumping from one tree to the other. Mm. So at first, I was like, "Oh, cool, got it." And then I go over, and the squirrel's not dead. Mm. And then I got to put in another BB. It was an air pump, you know, oh, pump it up, no. shoot it again, and then it was it was like still not dead. Oh. It was like freaking out. The, these things are playing in my head all the time. Oh, gee. No, I'm serious, and that's why I'm not like, um, you know, I'm not into hunting or anything like that. I think no. it's because those those things traumatize me. Yeah. For you know, and I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Well, do you want to know what Brene Brown says? About why I did that or why nope. I feel guilty about it? Nope, about shame. Yeah. Because you're in a uh, shame spiral right now? Yeah, I do feel shame about it. So what Dr. Brene Brown says uh, on Oprah's Super Soul Sundays is shame cannot live uh, when you express it. And now that you've expressed your shame yeah, for everybody to hear, yeah, you won't have the shame anymore. I think every time that I was... Um, you know, I wasn't like a, an animal torturer or anything like that. But any time that I was, you know, like I shot the thing or if I kicked the cat, I think those all play into why I'm so tender with animals oh, today. Yeah. Because I feel, I, I'm almost trying to make up for what I, my shame over that. I hear you, Jeans. But you know what? You were young and you were violent and you had uh, testosterone yeah. coursing. Can I tell you what I used to do that I'm not proud of? Mm. This is really sadistic. You're going to do a confessional right now? Yeah. What did you do? I've never told anybody this. Really? Yeah. I don't okay. think I've ever told you. And I'm embarrassed about this one. I have a lot of shame. Go ahead. So that apartment building that Brody and I grew up in, the same one. Yeah. You've been there. I took you there once. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is how horrible I was as a little girl. It's, I used to find snails. Mm-hmm. And then rip their shells off. Like I like to crack their shells. Yeah. And then rip them off. Yeah. I know. It's okay. <laughs> Does that make me a serial killer? <laughs> I think if you got really much more joy out of it and kept doing it. Until now, if I, I saw it today. <laughs> I saw a high school friend like he was he was taking lizards and like <laughs> he we walked in on him one time. We walked up to a um a friend's house that he was at. So he, he didn't live there. And he was torturing lizards. And we were oh, like, so what cute, are you though. doing? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and we were like, holy shit, this guy is crazy. Like he would laugh. I think that's the difference. That was the red flag. And doing yeah. it. He was, the, he was like setting them on fire and stuff. Oh no. And, yeah. It was a total, like it was the, that moment still plays when you see somebody like really getting joy out of that. You're like, whoa. Well, cause the snail thing. How old were you? I was really 26, young. 26. <laughs> this is last year. I was like, you know, I don't know, seven. Yeah, I think that that's more excusable. Seven or eight, and then I was like, I, it would give me satisfaction, but it wouldn't give me joy. Like, and it, then I'd feel weirdly, pervertedly guilty. Isn't after there a doing way to it. fuck with them too? Of course, you feel guilty about it. That's you the pour normal. snails. You salt. pour salt on them. <gasps> I think that's how I started playing with them because my dad would pour salt on them to get rid of them in the garden. What happens when you pour salt? They just they bubble up. 
They just can't die. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the sodium does that? I guess they just it's like poison to them. And what if you what if they eat barbecue like a big bowl of barbecue sauce? Like cats like? Yeah, like the way cats are always eating Do barbecue. You like barbecue like cats love. Can I tell barbecue? you my favorite part of the crazy cat lady? Is <laughs> this is like an interesting the way people interact in arguments is that this woman I don't think was going to approach cursing, but when he goes, "What the fuck?" in her mind it opens the fuck door. Yeah. I love watching that in a in a conversation especially between people where one of them is like, I have a standard for the I way know. I behave. You see this across all classes, too. It's like somebody might be like, I work in this realm of vocabulary. Right. And somebody's like, the fuck is wrong with you? They go, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then they change. Right. Their standards change. And you hear it. But this is what I don't understand. Because you just said that people live at levels and standards of mm-hmm. vocabulary. Do you realize that I've never made a conscious effort to not say fuck or not be crass. Yeah. And I feel like, is that, is that a bad, is that, what is that? Like, am I supposed to? You're a product of your environment. Because well, I grew up with Euro trash, cursing yes. sailors all of the course. time. Of course. Yeah. Dock yeah. workers. Yes. Mechanics. Yeah. That's exactly why you. Blue, blue collar people. You don't really blink twice at it. That's why. <laughs> Animals. But no, that, it's yeah. true. Well, that's I was, my theory on it. Yeah, no, I was raised around big, burly Hungarian drinkers. But I swore. think at the at almost at their core, everybody wants to drop the idea of I'm above that. Like at your core, your emotions are raw, and the way you speak yes. is raw. Uh, that's and why I do people it. put on a facade, right? And it's about uh, I don't, you know. I don't speak in a right. certain way. But when you get them to be truly emotional or express truly how they are, a lot of times mm-hmm. they drop all the pretense and you get, hey, motherfucker. Right, which to me seems like, like when people... It's more authentic. It is, and it's yeah. real. And I, and I don't speak this way to offend people. I have no... I don't intend uh, to offend ears on stage or whatever. And people are like, oh, yeah, clean it up. Like, it's, it's not even clean or dirty in my mind. It's just sincere. Yeah. You understand? Like... There's no distinction between those two worlds for me. So when I go on terrestrial radio and I accidentally say shit or something, they're all, <gasps> everybody, I'm like, why are we, what's so crazy about being the word shit? Who fucking, yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a litmus for honesty. It blows my mind when we have to bleep and cut out. So gay. Oh, it makes me, it makes, it's really like a hot one for me. Yeah. Here you hear. So this is. I'm not talking to you. Why did you abandon See, that's her just being old. I like and speaking it. the way she's. And then he goes, "What the fuck?" And, what, and you can hear it in an instant. What do you do? You want it to have a home? You want me to find it a home? Because you're not taking care of it. Don't you look at me like I, that? What, what the fuck? Gail? What the fuck? Goddamn! Do you think I've been trying to take care of that goddamn cat for two weeks? Because your fucking ass doesn't do it. <laughs> He had to say it first, and then she was like, here's who I am. That's what that was. This is what I want to say. That's the pretense being dropped. Of course. Of course. Because your fucking ass didn't do it. I love it. I love old people crazy, Ah, man. It's good stuff. It's so fun. Good stuff. Because your fucking ass didn't do it. That's how my mom would talk, too. My mom would talk to me like that all the time. You fucking ass. Yeah, that's that's very much in her wheelhouse. Yeah. This this is the kind of shit I grew up on, yeah. This Uh, type of crazy? I know this is crazy. This is you right here. Right here. No. What's that, babe? <laughs> what am I doing? I don't understand. 
I guess uh, if you go to creampiecathy.com, you can see more of this guy's who nut in Cream Pie Kathy. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting to something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. That's how I felt growing up in my house. How that guy was screaming just then. You would come like anger, that in the house? rage. No, I, uh, I don't know. That could also just be some guy screaming out of anger or shitting. Oh, okay. To me, it sounded like rage. But would you make these sounds when you had sex when mm, you were younger? No. No? Are you sure? Not until I was married to you. I've, <laughs> I've never heard anybody do it quite like that. What's the premise? He just comes. Why is it called cream pie? Shouldn't it just be called coming inside of somebody? Why a cream well, pie? Cream pie. Cream in the pie. Oh, that's so dumb. But that's why they call that's it that. So fucking dumb. Yeah. Duh. Okay. I like multiple cream pie videos. Those it's are disgusting. Fun. With like, everybody's jizz in you. Yeah, and then the next guy goes in you, and the oh. next guy goes in you, and the next oh. guy goes in you. I've always wanted to be last in one of those. You know? <laughs> and then who gets to eat the okie cookie? <laughs> then they bring in some guy on a chain and he gets to go. <sniffs> hey, do you think that okie cookie thing is real? Uh, probably to some extent. It's been done by a couple of fucking, you know, zilches out there. Zilches. But, yeah. But I don't think a lot of people partake in that. Just so if you're listening to this and you don't know what an okie cookie game is. Yeah. The legend of the okie cookie is that supposedly mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Supposedly, a g- bunch of guys uh, in a circle jerk. They jerk onto a cookie, and then the guy who comes last has to eat the cookie with all the cum on it. Yeah, yeah. Fraternities are cool. I don't. They say it's fraternity stuff, but I don't know. I could not fucking. I remember going to um, a rush event where they're like they're you know soliciting you. Basically. You did that stuff like you rush week or pledge week or whatever. No, 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 no. I I went to one of the things where they invite they invite everybody to come to the their event to be like, do you? Do you want? I want, you want we want you to see how right. we operate. Does it come to Lambda 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 House? Mm-hmm. I went to one. The first one I went to, I was like, oh my god, like these are the biggest fucking. They were just douchebags, right? And I was like, these are such fucking nerds. I don't want to be like... Nerds! They were such fucking nerds. And I go, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is like so... Em- I was embarrassed to be there. Yeah. And I, and I also never liked group things like that. I was never going to join any fraternity. Yeah. Then uh, a group of friends of mine went to like the meathead <laughs> gathering. And I was like, this is even worse. Like they were like, man, we don't, we don't fuck around. Like we're, we're the fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I still remember, like, they were like, "What? What's up with you? What do you like to do?" And they like asked everybody to like speak up, and I was like, um, "Not this." <laughs> I like to smoke pot, play video games. Yeah, and then I got um, an offer to join. Like, they, no way. Yeah, yeah. To to pledge or whatever. Yeah, then, and then okay. Respectfully so decline is what Yeah. I, oh, you respectfully decline. And then, yeah. so you and then Booger and then Point Dexter. Yeah. You guys all pledged together or how did I didn't I, do it. I would. I refused to te- partake in that. And then the Omega Moves were your sister house. Right. It was so fucking lame. Can I tell you, honestly, I was goth, right? Like I was super goth in that era of my life. Yeah. Like borderline into college goth. And um, part of me kind of, I made fun of all those people. And then part of me, I think, wanted the camaraderie of like a sorority. Yeah, I think I can see why it's alluring, especially at that age. Like you're 18, you're leaving home for the first time. I totally get it. I see the appeal. I I do think I would have had maybe a different take on it had I gone to a different university. I went to a very small school with 1,200 undergrad, and I was like, you already know everybody, and then you just know that that person, like, if I went to a school with like 30,000 undergrad, right? maybe I would join one to like have a crew, be like, here's the guys I like to fucking hang out with. Of course. I'll join their fucking... Or like in Arizona State. Like, you go to Arizona State to join... I would think so. ...fraternity and party and get fucking wasted. Yeah. Well, USF was not... We had like five fraternities total, five. It was so small. Yeah. (laughs) And they were real douchebags too on our campus. Like, it's San Francisco. It was in... The school I think is we had in three the city. And three. three frats and three sororities. Right, but our school is in the, literally in the center of the city of San Francisco. Yeah. So, like, why would you need a social group? Like, there's social things everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of it. Kind of wasn't the right place to have fraternities. And yeah. Such. I mean, it's fucking. It's San Francisco. Yeah. You don't need a, a group really to belong to. I'm, no. Whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> for San Francisco, right? Give me that ball. Come on. Oh, it's Mac SF. That's not him. That was a Mac? Mm-mm. No, Mac is, um, where's Mac? Where's Show me what that car That's not him either. No. That's but this is a guy talking to Mac. This guy is getting it from oh, Mac. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Sir. <laughs> sir. Uh, it's so funny that I was just thinking about fraternities. I used to work with a guy, with a couple of guys that were always uh, like ex frat boys. It's so funny. Point of story being, it's so important who you associate with all day, every day. Like oh, that. Yeah. Like I remember when I did work in an office. Like I think the hardest part is your coworkers. Like, dude, that that's your whole life. It's it's forty we've, hours a week. We've forgotten about people. it because yeah. we're removed from coworkers now. Yeah. It it it's everything. It's everything. It's literally it's school. It's literally forty hours minimum yeah. a week with fucking strangers, people that you would never associate with in real life most of the time. Yeah. And you're just lucky if there's one or two people in your office that you can fucking stomach and tolerate. Like usually I would find like maybe one girl who was super cool. Yeah. And the rest, it was just like, I want to fucking blow my brains out every time I hear you fucking talk. Oh my God. There were the, I'm trying to think of oh. all the different places I worked. There was just fucking, uh, I worked at a place that made grocery carts one time. Uh-huh. Shopping carts. Uh, like a factory? Uh, yeah, they manufactured them and marketed them. What's that like? Horrible. Yeah. There was and there was like different camps, you know. Yeah. The best group was like the women in the administration, like you know, running papers, secretarial type. They were like the the most coolest. fun. Yeah. And then I worked for an absolute <clears throat> moron in marketing, mm-hmm. and a, a stupid fucking hillbilly was above above her, and it was just the dumbest people. I mean, I I remember just loathing. Walking into that mm. office, then I worked at Granger. That's a good job. That's a good job, though. They were actually Granger's a good company. Those socially, I love those people. Of course, they were fucking rad. They were awesome people. Mm-hmm. Bucky Henson, um, that's a real guy's name. Isn't that awesome? Of course, that's his real name. Bucky. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I feel a little bit of shame over my back hair. <laughs> that's rad. Bucky was like the fucking. Hardest dude, but like also the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. But out here in production mm. is where it's fucking clown central. Yeah, where you have to, dude. Oh the fucking work. I remember I used to sell. Um, I used to sell. It was, it was a company called uh, well World Link, and they would sell media airtime for mm-hmm. infomercials. And I was an assistant making like fucking what fourteen thousand dollars a year, Oof. just peanuts right out of college. Yeah, and I had to enter in. You know, fourteen grand, like a year? fourteen to sixteen, to be an assistant, and then you work your way up to being an account executive, which uh, is when you really make your salary. So they're kind of weeding out the losers. But that's like a fucking thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I'm not sure how I lived honestly okay. at that point. But the good news of that job was that I clocked out at a specific time every day. I didn't have to work a lot of you know extra hours. I never did, and then I would go to the clubs at night. So that's kind of why I liked that job because I was just becoming a comedian. I was twenty five, twenty six years old and I had all my nights free, right? So you work your day job and then you go to the clubs at night. And um that cl- that was a total officey office where it was like the main you remember when you worked in an office and the main thing was like it's Mary Beth's birthday. Oh, yeah. Everybody gather around. We're gonna sing happy birthday to Mary Beth. And then you're like, I fucking hate this bitch, Mary Beth. I fucking hate her. And then you have to stand there like a donkey and then everybody sings and you're like, oh fuck you, bitch. Or the worst part <laughs> Yeah. Was having I remember to, pretending to care, pretending to care like, about I don't everything. Like this person, oh, they're the worst. And oh, my favorite is 
they're dumb office jokes, right? Like, there's a million. That's what she said every time someone says anything remotely funny. That's yeah. what she said. Or, um, no homo was big when I was no working. homo. I never had no. Homo. Oh my god! And it was it was from these totally juvenile, fucking idiotic guys who, like, if I mean, like, it got to the point where I was like, do you guys realize how gay it is that you keep saying this? Because yeah. they insisted on saying. No homo, like we're fucking fifth graders. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like, yeah, can you, uh, you help me put this in there? No homo, man. I'm like, oh, jeez, go fuck your. How head. old are we right now? You should have just sucked his dick. Yeah, I did. I t- I showed him who was boss, <laughs> and he was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, oh, I remember this about office life too. It's such a different end. Like life, yeah, office life is its own beast. I remember what happened was 11 a.m. is when every, the one person goes, "What's for lunch, guys?" And now the next hour is figuring out where you're all going to go to lunch or where you're going to order lunch from. Remember yes. that whole debacle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go to lunch, and then what do you do? You talk about your fucking job. Yeah. Because you have nothing in common with these people outside of the office, and mm-hmm. now you're stuck talking about the fucking job you hate for an hour with the people you're kind of okay with because you've gone to lunch with them. Like yeah. You like them more than you like the others in the office, right? Mary Beth is not at that lunch. Yep. But now you're talking about the job. Worse, after work is done, hey, let's go for a drink. And then you go, yeah, you know, maybe I will go for a drink with you guys. And then what do you talk about? Your work. fucking job. Yeah. So like, why why are we out? I remember that used to make me bananas. Like, yeah, I'll come hang out with you, David. And I used to Rick. get shit a lot, a lot of shit when I worked in production uh-huh. about my um, my lack of desire to socialize. <laughs> and they're like, what is up with you? Like, you never <laughs> hang out. And I was like, we work together, man. Forty hours a week, bro. Yeah. Why do I don't want to hang out with you more? And they're like, no. everybody hangs out. I'm like, well, I'm not part of the fucking crew, I guess, man. I'm sorry. There was, but that Worldlink company, I will say, I did have good. I had fun friends. There was a guy, David. Yeah. Who was fun? Who you know, we went over to his place mm-hmm. once or twice. He married his assistant, and then uh, Carl was my favorite boss. He was a surfer dude. He smoked a lot of dope. Didn't, yeah, um, yeah. didn't you have a ball, uh, somewhere, didn't you work with somebody who like preached to you too? Like, yeah, I had a guy who landmarked us every day or every few days. Well, explain what landmarking is. <laughs> that was our term for landmarking. The guy belonged to the Landmark Forum, which is like a self-help organization. Mm-hmm. It's basically therapy in public. So as opposed to seeing a shrink, you go up in front of a group of people every week. You pay to <clears> go in front of a group of people. You pay a lot. And I think a lot of good comes of it because mm-hmm. it's really helped people. Yeah. But... I personally, for just for me, like but I then, think you should pay to see a shrink one on one. It might be, you know, if you're going to invest in that kind of stuff. But does the group counsel you? Yeah, I think. But so. how is the group qualified to counsel you? That's that's see, that's kind of my thinking, and I'm sure there's a leader yeah. who leads the group. Like it's not there's leaders and stuff. Yeah, but I think the idea is the publicness of you purging your demons, like your shame thing, like how we just discussed. I'm I'm embarrassed that I. <clears throat> you know, cut snail shells off. You would say that in front of a group and mm. be kind of validated and relieved of it. Oh. Yeah, like, there's some therapeutic elements to it. But the point of the story is I was like 26 years old. I was a fucking asshole. Mm. And this guy was like 10 years my senior. And every day he would come. He he knew that I was a comic and he was a comic. We did a comedy class together. And every day I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, man, I'm just fucking tired. And he was like, well... You know why you're tired, right? I'm like, oh, oh, I was out at the comedy club last night, and then I came in here. 
you know, you, maybe you're not living up to your real potential. You know, the Landmark Forum can help you live up to your full potential. Oh, no. Yeah, and every day he would landmark That's us. just as bad as saying, um, you know, Christ is your savior. It is. It really is. It's a little menacing. It's not It's not. Did fun. you guys talk comedy? Yeah, because he and I did this comedy class way back when. And he was a very nervous guy. He was he wasn't gonna be a comedian. I think he he did it to overcome his fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was a nice dude. Did he still does he still do it? I don't think so. I can't imagine. No. No. Mm. Yeah, fucking office. I remember too going to a strip bar with one of my old bosses. I became his assistant at that company. And that was weird. Going to a strip club as a woman with your male coworkers and like one other female. It's mm-hmm. not normal. Mm-hmm. It's very unprofessional. Nope. Fuck my stoma. And there you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't work in an office now, but I, I was just talking to somebody at our show on Friday. He's like, oh, I listen to your guys because I hate my coworkers. And like, and I thought about it. I go, God, I don't I understand that, man. I remember that. There was such, in, uh, in post-production, it was so funny how it was chopped up. The, the groups and the personalities, and it was really us versus them with the kind of phony um, idea that they were all together, mm. meaning that you know when you did a show like the shows that we used to do, it was there was a story department, and then we were post, mm-hmm. then there were editors, and every and then there's casting and accounting. They're and so different. Casting is everybody beast. Yeah. Casting is like is like fucking children, and they're they can show up drunk and high, mm-hmm. and they were like the. Um, they were the most Hollywood of people. They there. are. They're like high schoolers. Actually, they're the popular girls in Absolutely. high school. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they were, fashion-wise, you could tell, like they dressed mm-hmm. like they were going to <laughs> a Hollywood party uh-huh. every day. Of course, yeah. And like the way, like they handled themselves like, you guys are, are acting like you're directing movies mm-hmm. and you're casting reality shows. Like it was really interesting. Like, like... To see their level of delusion, you know, mm-hmm. like, the fuck are you thinking mm-hmm. that you're doing here? Of course, dude. And then, um, well, there was just so many crazy inner office things. Like, we had um, people that were grossly unqualified for jobs, but they were in with the boss, mm-hmm. one of them sleeping with the one of the owners of the company. Of course. So she would get promoted, and we would all be like, what in the fuck? She barely speaks English. Like, just crazy shit like that. And then mm-hmm. he would send her flowers and gift baskets on the floor. No. So you see that she got a fucking $300 gift basket in front of everybody from the owner, and, and you have to act like, uh-huh, cool. No. Good for you. Yep. Ah, uh, I just remember there's always in an office, there's always a type, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there's always the one who has emotional problems, and every day is a new emotional problem drama like this girl next to me her name was lynette every day lynette was crying about the boyfriend or in a fight with somebody in the office and then they got to rope you into their drama yeah that's the worst part about that fucking guy or girl in the office yeah cry baby yeah i just got angry thinking about somebody from back then just a fucking guy that i you know when you're like somebody doesn't even work with you at all would work on a totally different show in a totally different department and confronts you about some shit. Mm. I remember he just, he just got a flashback to wanting to put that guy's head through a fucking glass wall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or is he now? Let's go fucking get him. I don't know, but he wore capris every day, and he was straight. It's oh, kind of an that, that was an era, though, when guys were doing that. Mm, yeah, we're, this isn't fucking Milan. Put some mm-hmm. pants on. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery, and promotions available only in select markets. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Remember that story? I worked in casting once. Uh, at Bunim and Murray, actually, the company that did Road Rules. Years later, I worked in, I casted a show called Love Cruise, which is oh. where we took like <clears throat> 14 single people and we put them on a ship together and they all yeah. gave each other STDs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'll never forget. I was young too. I was maybe same era, 27. No, younger. Gosh, this was like 23. 23 years old, out of college. And, uh, what we had to do on that show is in order for you to make it as a cast member, we had to test you for STDs uh, just so that it's a liability thing that the production company doesn't get in trouble if you contract chlamydia, herpes. Whatever. Oh, yeah. So out of these random sampling of 14 people, 14 contestants from all over the United States, out of 14 young 20-somethings, about 10 of them had STDs, right? And me being 23 years old and very naive and very judgmental which i still am <coughs> i say this very loudly i'm like ew ew they have, ew, they have herpes they have genital warts they have yeah i was so fucking mortified mm-hmm. that all these people had disease mm-hmm. and one of the executive producers <laughs> i'll never forget that one of the sweetest guys who i just loved he turns to me and he goes you know christina somebody i love very much has genital herpes and I so stupidly was like, oh, yeah, who? <laughs> <laughs> like, My wife. And I was like, oh, oh. shit. 
But, you know, I'm kind of glad he said that because he was his father figure to me. And it really put things in perspective where you're like, oh, yeah, if everybody has a big fucking deal. But I was so embarrassed. I was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be one in five. Yeah, I'm sure. You do. We all have. It's not that uncommon. No. Big fucking deal. It's not going to kill you. I got spots and pus and stuff. I don't even know where it's from. Me too. But if it doesn't burn or itch. It burns. Why bother? It burns a lot. When you pee or just when you're sitting? Just living, being alive, it burns. Why don't you see? You should see somebody for that. I don't know. All the spots, I don't care. You know what you should do? Mm. Rub rib sauce on that. And then have a cat lick it off. <laughs> Cats love barbecue sauce. You got to know this if you're a cat owner. I don't know if you should have a cat lick it, but I know that the spices and the rib sauce, get it real spicy, that'll kill whatever bacteria you have. This is all very very true. We asked the viewers to send in their burning questions. I mean to tell you that nothing was off limits. Nothing was too embarrassing. And the questions poured in from all over. And in just a few weeks here, we heard from more than 30,000 people. And tonight's show is full of your number one, the top questions here. And when it came to Dr. Oz, I didn't know what to think at first. But this is what you most wanted to ask. Take a look. From Los Angeles to New York City, from Austin to Ann Arbor, America has a lot of questions about... (laughs) Lynn from Howell, Michigan, uploaded her question to Facebook. Hi, Dr. Oz. You say S-shaped poops are the best poops. When I poop, it's hard and small. So how do I get an S-shaped poop? On the streets of New York, Rita asks... (laughs) I've been constipated most of my lifetime. I've tried everything. What can I do? Debbie from Phoenix, Arizona, emailed Dr. Oz her question. Sometimes I can poop and sometimes I can't. But when I do, it's always big and painful. (laughs) Kimberly from Houston, Texas, has been keeping a video poop journal. I've pooped in three days. I'm starting to feel a lot like a beached well. The effects of my stool softener is starting to really set in. I still haven't pooped. Hopefully soon I'll be able to poop. (laughs) <laughs> like a bitch well like a bitch well she says well i felt like a bitch well she talks like that girl who goes honestly honestly <laughs> i haven't pooped in four days honestly <laughs> poop. poop 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 how much do you love that she kept a video diary of her inability to poop yeah and shared on a daytime television and show. then came on the show and talked more about her poop what's interesting is you can also just ask your family physician you don't need to go on a major daytime television yeah show. but your family physician isn't on a daytime television show oh, oh. babe that minus is relaxed here babe. <laughs> can we go on we should talk about our poop on dr oz it'd be so much fun i would love to i would poop. absolutely love to poop 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 that's all you got poop. from that clip no, there's more. There's more. Yeah, I, I like just, to hear this. I need I help, just, too. I'm just looking for this for you. Honestly. <laughs> I feel, honestly, uh, I feel like a bitch. Honestly. Like a bitch. Well. Like a bitch. Well. A well. A bitch. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this was on their, um, their super show showdown right. with Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, and Susie Orman. This is actually... Um, 
2011. This is two okay. years old. It's the beginning of the and year. And aren't we an honest bunch here with ourselves? Um, Kimberly, who asked that last question, is joining us right now. I'm I still can't poop. From Houston. <laughs> and Dr. Oz is going to give her some advice in a minute. But first, throughout the series, we're going to ask here in the studio audience um, to use this voting device, okay? This Why? is called the Paget Communications Voting Device. And you have one. So we can all see exactly how we're measuring up in terms of how we're feeling about things. So we can all vote in the audience about how often we poop. Let's see <laughs> what our listeners at your mom's house think of their poops. <laughs> are totally anonymous here in the studio, even though I'm staring right at you. <laughs> anonymous. So let's get started with the first question. It's a moving one, honey. Okay? <laughs> how many times a week are you moved? And you know what I mean by that, okay? Shit. So you mean how many fucking times a week do you yeah. shit out of your dirty asshole? Yeah, speak the truth, lady. Shit. Once or less a week. My gosh. Oh my, God. my heart goes out to you if it's once or less a week. Um, B is two to four times a week. C is five to nine times a week, mm. or D, nine to 15 times a week. That's where I am. Yeah, I'm definitely in nine to 15. Times a day? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I think on average, I do, um, I average between one and two a day. Right. I mean, I I'm always do one a day. Always one. And yeah, me too. It's pretty common. I, I hit two a day quite often. Uh, one a day, unless it's a road week. Yeah. Sometimes twice because of my road diet. You go more on the road? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking uh, six, six, five or six alley, usually on the road. Really? Calorically, you're taking in more? Taking in more. I'm taking in greasy foods, club food, you know, mozzarella sticks, late night, stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. I have my husband beat there. <laughs> <laughs> so you vote now. And it's anonymous. You can be honest. I have and to say, I just we... think this is a load of crap. Good joke by Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil and his poop puns. Mm-hmm. I think it's a load of crap. Yeah. We're talking about crap. Save it, Phil. <laughs> we have the results. Okay, so let's find out how you measure up with our audience. The results are... A whopping 48%, nearly half of the audience here, says it's five to nine times a week. So let me ask Dr. So that's probably healthy. That's where I'm at, yeah. I mean, for Kimberly and for everybody else in the audience who answered A, I mean, you well, want to say that the, is the, not healthy. The, the Kimberleys are the world, the ones I worry about. So we got about 20% of people, at least, and that's, I think we got a pretty healthy group here, who say they're having poops the right amount of time, which is roughly <laughs> once a day, but it's important that you're not impacted, which means that you're not straining when you go to your bowel <laughs> movement. And I want people to recognize that women and kids... You love that. Yeah. yeah. Why do you love that so much? I mean, it's funny that we're talking about it on TV. Like, it's, it's daytime TV. It's the best. You are such a seven-year-old. <laughs> means that you're not straining when you go to your to the bowel movement. And I want people to recognize that women and kids have oh. more of a problem with constipation mm, than do men do. So why is that? Let me show you why. I got an animation dumb, show. Right? Bring us alive. <laughs> Whenever I do these shows, Oprah insists on this animation. So we're going to show it to you right now. So Oprah insists on this animation. Now here he shows you in graphic detail the movement making its way <laughs> through the intestines out uh -huh. of the anus. It's so funny. The bowl is going through your small bowel. Now, if you're eating food that irritates you, what ends up happening is you get a little bit of a spasm, a little bit of a squeezy feeling, a little bit of bloating sometimes. Another sign you've got an issue with the food. But here's where the movement starts. Oh, the poop comes yeah. into the large bowel. Now it's in the cecum. That's a diverticulum, a little outpouching. That's the appendix. As the bowel goes through, 
your intestinal tract, it starts to look a little bit more familiar to some of you. And it's going to come down to... it looks like shit in the graphic. It's a big fucking turd. I'm here, and that's the sigmoid and the rectum here. It's going to just wait there until you're ready to go to the bathroom. And then when the show's over, <laughs> you let it come out. These All are the right. hemorrhoidal veins right there. If you're impacted, you're going to get little cracks in this area, get fissures. You'll also get engorgement of these veins, mm. and they'll bleed, and they cause a lot of issues. Now, let me show you what happens when you're constipated. This time, mm. the bowel goes through the small bowel into the cecum, and now to the large intestines, it'll go working its way up there. But here, you're not going to the bathroom. The toxic material that's in that poop is getting stuck in there. And mm. <laughs> the toxic material that's in that poop is getting stuck in there. That's when, you, yeah, that's no good. You got to go. You got to go. You got to shit. You got to drink your prune juice. Well, he recommends uh, magnesium. magnesium, caffeine, and water. And water there. And because of that, it cannot work its way through. It starts to ball up into little itty-bitty pellets, and like a bombardier, you eventually start letting this go. That is a problem. And this is the poop proclamation for the new year. And this, this proclamation is pretty simple. What we try to do is get you to understand what your poop looks like, and check, out, check it out on Oprah.com. But that poop schedule will show you different figures. Now, I talk about S-shapes all the time, which is what Kimberly mentioned. Doesn't have to be S-shaped. Mm. It can be exclamation point shaped. It can be, you know, C-shaped. It doesn't matter. What does matter is you're not straining as you go to the bathroom. How do you make sure that happens? I got a checklist for you. Fiber, you we know about that. At least 21 grams a day. Most people get half of that or less. Number two, you want to make sure you get enough caffeine in your diet, which is the one time I'll say caffeine is good for bowel movements. Magnesium helps too. That's my little secret. You try that, Susie? It's my savior. Well, <laughs> Magnesium, I don't poop. Yeah, Prince, that bad? Prince Magnesium. Can I just say for Susie, it's a dollar sign, not an yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so much better if they were saying shit every time they said poop? <laughs> when you shit and you shit at it and you shit comes out of here and she goes, if I don't shit, I don't have magnesium, I can't take a shit. Yeah, I think these childish uh, euphemisms like poop, like either go full science and go yeah. uh, defecation, yeah. bowel movements, yeah. use the right words, or don't use them at all. You understand? Like even be be real about it or just use a science term. Exactly. Yeah. How would you say it? You got to take a dump, man. I'm going to take a shit. A shit. Yeah. Poop, poop, poop. Poop is very childish. Yeah. Just say shit, man. Shit. I got a shit. I'm going to shit all over this. I wish Dr. Oz would be like, so you're going to take a shit. But your shit didn't look like shit. And they yet. were like, oh, excuse me. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's be real. Let's be real. When you sit down to shit and you're really grinding them out, sounds like you're hurting yourself, your veins, your asshole's probably swollen shut with all that shit. You need to put something in there that's going to help you shit better. That's you know? right. So I hope I was helpful. I hope um, what I told you. Helps you shit more um, in the future. I love delicious homemade desserts, but recipes can be complicated and take so long to make. Hi, Kathy Mitchell here with my new dump cake cookbook. Forget measuring. Now you can easily make homemade desserts in minutes. It's as simple as dump and bake for delicious desserts every time. Uh. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> Try some physical activity. Yoga's got whole poses designed to let you go to the bathroom. Water. Makes you take a shit. How much water do you Just need? Enough water so that your urine is clear. And we finally, you got to toilet train yourself. 
I know it sounds uh, crazy. Toilet train yourself? He's just saying you got to go at the same time every day. I know. Top Who Dog is big that? on that. Oh, yeah, you're right. 8.15, he said, like clockwork. I guess if you have a set schedule, you and I don't really have that. <laughs> yeah. But I get that. Yeah, smart. But actually, I shit yeah. generally within within the first hour that I'm awake. I sh- yeah, I wake up, I drink my espresso, shit. bam. Now, that's another shit, thing in an office. Shit, 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 shit. By the way, when you work in an office, yeah. that was always tricky. It oh, yeah. Going to take a shit because either your coworkers are in there yeah, or everyone notices that you're gone for a long time. Yeah. I used to get a lot of heat for that because I'd just go and I'd take fucking half an hour to take a shit. <laughs> and my boss would be like, where's Christina? Where's Christina? And what would you say? I was taking a shit? Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to hide. You think I was any different when I worked in an office? No. I'd be like, I got to take a shit, everybody. I would just announce it and I'd go take a shit. Yeah. Yep. I used to offer people things on my way to the bathroom. That was my thing. Like what? I'm going to go take a shit. Do you need anything? <laughs> and they'd be like, no. I'd be like, all right. That's great. Mm-hmm. I had a boss who would announce it too. He'd be like, he'd get up and he'd put a magazine under his arm. It was really funny. And he's like, I'm going to go to tile conference. He would call it a tile conference. <laughs> that was actually really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Tile conference. I- I don't know you that well. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Dr. Phil. Yes, I have, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. It Dr. Works. Phil, you pointed out, must take a mean shit. Too. He's huge. Yeah, and I bet his are explosive. He's huge, yeah. Big, loud stinkers. Adults, you got to go to the bathroom at the same time every day. You got to make sure you train yourself. If you're not ready to go, push yourself a little bit. Work at it a little bit. Push yourself. You-, you just said don't strain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kimberly is on Polycom right behind you guys here. Oh. Kimberly, of all that Kimberly. advice, I mean, was there something Good that you idea. recognized? Hey, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't eating this. And that's what I can do to make uh, movements better. Well, I know. I've never heard of taking magnesium. I've never heard of that. I still haven't shit in two weeks. Can you give me something quickly? My asshole hurts. Uh, I guess that's something I'm going to have to put in my diet to help out. Tell her how much to take, because if you don't take enough, it doesn't work. Yeah, so you want to always take magnesium with calcium, ideally. And the reason you bond them together is because calcium will constipate you. So roughly a two-to-one ratio. If you're taking 1,200 milligrams of calcium, which is what most of us recommend with vitamin D, at least 600 milligrams of magnesium. You can take 800, even 1,000 milligrams of magnesium. You take much more than that, you'll be going to the bathroom all day long. Dr. Oz, fruit, doesn't that... It has roughage, it has fiber. Fruit, oatmeal, there are lots of foods that have fiber. All the natural foods, the foods that come out of the ground, look in the way they look when you eat them, they pretty much have fiber in them. Okay. Well, there you guys, we all want you to just dump. Eat a mango, that'll make you shit. They're expensive, but trust me, one mango. This show is about making you go. Guaranteed. Watch this. Start with fruit, dump on your favorite cake mix, and finish with a can of soda. Or you can use diet for a guilt-free dessert. Then just bake it in the oven for a delicious raz and peach (laughs) dump cake. Oh, so scrumptious. Look, your kids will devour this s'mores chocolate cake in a skillet. And easy, here's the cake mix. Just dump on the good stuff. Chocolate chip. <laughs> Dr. Oz, oh, I put I put my whole hand up my ass. Why won't it come out? Dr. Oz, uh, my asshole. You ever, um, you ever tried a suppository? Um, yes, but uh, they used to have to force them in me <laughs> when I was a kid. Because uh, I, I was constipated when I was young, mm-hmm. and my dad would shove them up my ass, and I would They're cry. I would cry really intensely. 
Yeah, of course. And then, and then I would take a huge, huge shit. shit. That's what that division needs to do. Just fucking put a suppository. That's where my nickname comes from, the king of the dumps. No kidding. Yeah, and the big caca maker. Because of that? Because of those days when wow. he used to put the suppository in there. Wow, you see what yeah. we learned today about you? I had no idea. I'd known you for over 10 years. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, there you go, listeners. Well, there you go. My um, mother told me to use one in my 20s when I used to talk to my mom. Yeah. Worst idea of my life. You know how hard it is to put a suppository in your own butthole? Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I never had to do it to myself. He always forced it in and then, you know, hit me, forced it in my ass. Did he at least kiss you? He'd kiss me. He gently. would kiss my butthole and then put it in. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. Uh, we love you guys. Love you, mommy. Check us out, yourmomshousepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. At oh, Christina yeah. P. We forgot about that. At yeah. Christina P. I'm at Tom Segura. And that is that. Have a wonderful... That's what she said. (laughs) Weekend. (laughs) Joe Double, your mom's house. Goodbye. I have a song for you I'd like to do with the... I'd like to go to the bar. (laughs) Plug in my iPod and listen to him talk trash on that. You're talking about your mom's house. I can't stop that. Laughing ain't gonna happen. The fix for a piss poor day. This gay discourse of mixed sorts. Get the pitch forks and listen while you bell. Hey, you're in jail. Laying with your Puerto Rican cellmate. Or when you tailgate, listen before the game starts. Play cards. Listen while you're shoplifting at Kmart. Honest, I mean it. It's not a big secret. I'm often seated in the kitchen listening to Tom and Christina at the end of a rough day. Get a mug and drink, get my nut shaved. If I'm lucky, get a dental love date. Oh, yeah. Just great, like the devil loves flames, like the devil loves heavy metal women who love snakes. This is just a thing to help your nerves and calm down. I like my now, bitch. Welcome to your mom's house. Welcome to your mom's house. Welcome to your mom's house. Your mom's house. Starring Christina Prashitsky and Tom Segura. And special appearance by Top Dog. It actually happened in the Orlando airport once. And Joe Double. Is there anything worse on the planet oh, than an inspiring white rapper? Yeah. Your mom's house. Your mom's house. Nothing for the fiends, nothing for the fiends, fresh, fresh, fresh.